What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Living Yellow Podcast, where you can expect to hear a little about life, some laughter, and a whole lot about Jesus. I hope you have a notebook, pen, and maybe even a coffee. I'm your host, Ashley Lemos. Let's dive in and see what the Lord is going to bring. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Living Yellow Podcast. It's your host, Ashley Lemos, and I am literally beyond excited to be back y'all like i haven't gone since april which is crazy but this summer has been a summer of growth let me just tell you so right after my last episode a couple weeks later i had gotten an internship at my church hope city and i was able to grow so much in my faith like my heart is just in such a better place than it was even pre-quarantine, during quarantine, like I grew so much, was able to learn from some of the best leaders that I've just ever seen in my life. And I actually started TikTok. So hi guys, if you're from my TikTok, thank you so much for just coming over here and supporting me on another platform. But I started doing TikTok, which is literally amazing. I started posting Christian content, and it is just crazy how much God can move in a 15-second to one-minute video. Like, it is literally insane, something that I never thought would even happen or could even become a thing. Like, pre-TikTok, I would have never thought, or even at the beginning, like last year in November, whenever it started to become like a big thing, never would have thought that Christian TikTok would just become this big. And it's insane. I have met so many like amazing friends off TikTok. Like y'all, like some of the most called and anointed people that I've ever seen in my life. I've met them and become friends with them. And it's just been so amazing. And then this fall, actually in August, I moved to college and that has been amazing. I have just been loving my classes and studying things I actually like and I've met so many new friends I've gotten plugged into my church every I just feel like I'm exactly where God wants me to be right now and that is literally the best feeling and if you don't have that feeling right now I promise it will come even if it doesn't seem like it because I haven't had that feeling in literally years so the fact that I'm starting to feel that again is just the most peaceful and secure feeling in the world. I just kind of want to just jump right in because I'm so passionate about what I'm talking about today. And it's because quarantine, we started out strong because everything was closed. Everything was canceled. We had nothing to do but our phone and to get into our word. And a lot of people either got saved or rededicated their life in quarantine or just grew like crazy because we were able to spend so much more time in our word and studying and listening to sermons and praying and worshiping than we ever were before. And there, I believe that COVID was a move of God. Like within the bad situation, like literally the saying, what the devil meant for bad, like, God will turn good, it's so true, like, COVID was meant to destroy the world, and here we are making it a revival, which is insane, so we start out quarantine strong, reading the Bible every day, praying every day, and then things start to open back up, 
and our lives start getting busier and busier again. It's come if you want, just wear a mask. And then it's like, okay, now I got to start looking for a job or now I have to go back to my job. And then it's like, now I have to move to college. And let's just be real. College takes up your life. So I totally understand where this comes from. We don't have the same fire and desire to, or even the time to put all the time that we did pre-quarantine when there was nothing on our schedule to post-quarantine where we are just, our schedules are crazy. So I feel like right now everyone is getting off that God high and we feel like we're in a stuck season. Either we haven't been reading our Bible for three or four weeks or really beating ourselves up over it and we're, we're just mad at ourselves. And I know that for me, whenever I get into a stuck season, it is just the worst feeling. And it's like, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know that I'm not reading my Bible and praying like I should. And I want to stop. Like, I want to get back on track. But for some reason, I just can't get myself to do it. I just can't. And it's the worst feeling ever. And I get so frustrated with myself. So this message kind of came from summer, honestly. Because during my Hope City internship, we went to a camp, all the interns did, and we all preached a message on like the fourth night, like the last night there. Well, I, being the procrastinator that I am, waited until two days before to start even thinking about the message, which is not a good idea. Don't, don't live by what I did. Not a good idea. But um, I feel like God maybe wanted it that way because he wanted to give me this message. And literally, I was stuck. It was the morning and I was doing my quiet time and I was low-key freaking out because everyone was practicing their messages. And I was sitting here like, um, I literally don't even have a title. have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And I was just stuck. I was literally stuck. And... Previously, I was kind of mad at myself too because I had lost my prayer journal that had like my prayers and then some sermon notes in it. So before the camp, I had to just go back to one of my old ones that I had used kind of halfway. You know, like you get a cute new spiral and you're like, okay, um, I'm just going to move to the cute new one because I want everyone to see it and be like, oh my gosh, spiral's so cute. Yeah, me basically. I'm a sucker for cute little stationary items. So I had to go back to my half-used old prayer journal that was used in fall 2019. And this was like summer 2020 whenever I was using it because it was this past summer. So I'm not even going to lie, guys. I was so stressed. I was trying to cheat. I'm not even going to lie. Like I was looking back through my notes. I was like, I wonder if I can get any points or just thoughts from any sermon. And I was looking through, looking through, looking through. Then this page just kind of opened because it was the most unique page out of the whole book because it had washi tape on it. Guys, I'm a sucker for washi tape and cute things, but my prayer journal does not look cute. Like this is something for me to be vulnerable in and for me to just get all my thoughts out, the good, the bad, the ugly. Like I don't decorate this thing. Um, That's kind of like my just plain sermon notebook. So I was kind of intrigued. I was like, ooh, like a cute pink floral washi tape. What is this? And then I saw that I put a title on my prayer. And I was like, I never titled my prayers either. I just put a date and just start writing. 
and I'll get a page or two and then I'm done and then I'll kind of read my Bible after that and pray without the journal and worship a little bit and be done. So I was like, okay, I label it and I put wash tape on it. Apparently it's important. And I wrote a whole page and I was like, wow, Ashlyn, like you must have been on fire or something like on fire for Christ. So I'm just going to be real vulnerable with y'all here. And I'm just going to read this prayer because whenever I flipped to this page, this was literally my exact thoughts. And then I started reading the prayer and I was like, oh my goodness, because I think back to this time period and all I could really remember is I worked at this fall harvest little place called Dewberry Farm from my hometown and I was working like 20 hours a weekend, almost 24, honestly. I was working Saturday and Sunday, like 12 hour shifts, just spending all my time at work. I mean, I loved, I loved that job. But I wasn't prioritizing Christ in that time. So that's all I could really remember. So I look at the date and it was September 31st, 2019. Prayer labeled, we back. And basically I said, Lord, alright, so it's been a little over two months since I have written this. And to be honest, I have been in a pit. I feel so discouraged. I feel like I have no church family and have no true Jesus loving friends. Also, I have no mentor. I went from a joyful, lighthearted person to an anxious Debbie Downer. It totally sucks. I don't feel like myself. I decided to open my old Bible and I found a note from freshman year that I wrote to my future self about anxiety. At that time, I barely even knew what anxiety was, much less that I would have it in the future. It refreshed me, Lord. I pray that the Lord restores my soul. I miss a joyful, people-loving me, and most of all, I miss a Jesus-loving me. Satan, get behind me. You have no grip on me anymore. I pray that I can be surrounded by Jesus-loving, encouraging people in this time. Sometimes I get tired of being the only one with faith, but I know that God has put me exactly where I am for a reason. We're back. And then I always would like label my prayers like XOXO Ashlyn, but... Yeah, so that prayer was definitely heavy for me because I I had been in a stuck season. And as you could hear, like, from the beginning of the prayer, it had been over two months since I had wrote in my prayer journal and since I had read my Bible. So I looked at this message and I was just like, wow, okay. Well, I guess I got on fire right after that. I started reading it every day. Like, I decorated it so it had to mean something right well whenever I saw this this summer I flipped to the next page expecting it to be the next day or maybe even like a week later but I look at the next date and it looked like every ordinary page again and it said it was dated actually November 10th 2019 the last one had been September 30th, 2019. And I know that I didn't switch books in between them because of what this prayer said. 41 days later, I had had a breakthrough, basically. I was praying. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be back. And then my next prayer is 41 days later. That doesn't add up. So my prayer said hi again. 
It's been a little over a month, and after that experience, I did try and drop some of my anxieties, and it's been okay. But to be honest, I haven't really sat down and leaned into the word, which is the most important part. I don't know if it's just part of past hurt or unmotivation, but it seems like there is a wall. But with Jesus, I know that he can break down this wall. I just want freedom. I'm holding in so many struggles in myself because I'm too afraid to tell anyone. God is the only one that I trust, but what do I do when God tells me to confess into someone else too, to be kept accountable? I'm living in a never-ending cycle of false and unfulfilled promises that I have made to God, and I feel bad. I want to change, but I'm scared to confess. I didn't even know I was going to talk about this, but I guess I needed to clear my mind before I read. I pray that I gain motivation and that I look back at my freshman year and see how devoted I was. I just want to be her again. And then after this, I guess I read Psalm 96 because I put Psalm 96. Lord, I want to rejoice and spread your name everywhere I go. I want people that see me to see you. I hope to carry out what you say of me and ask of me. I love you. XOXO, Ashlyn. So 41 days, 41 days of being mad at myself, unmotivation, being in a pit, feeling isolated, because that's one of the devil's favorite tactics to use is to make you feel isolated so that you feel guilt and shame by yourself. And that is his favorite tactic to use. And that is the hardest for us to deal with, which is why it's his favorite. So going into the first point that I wanted to say about getting out of a stuck season is stop shaming yourself for something that God's giving you grace for. Jesus is standing right here right next to you whether you feel him or not he is standing right next to you with his arms open wide just being like turn around and come back to me like I'm right here you don't even have to walk back you just turn your eyes to him and that's it he will embrace you and he will put you back on the track that you were on like you don't lose your calling for taking a few months off the bible like if you were in a season you just need to repent and turn back to Jesus. He's not holding it against you. He's not like, oh, well, maybe wait another week because I'm still mad at you. Like, no, he is a merciful and gracious God that is just waiting for us. And I feel like that's what I did. I was still so guilt, feeling so much guilt and shame. Even though I was speaking life over my situation, I still had the spirit of guilt and shame and isolation upon me that I was like, I can't say anything to anyone. I'm still struggling with stuff. I think I probably should clean myself up a bit before I come back. So let me just take 41 days off and then come back. Which is not what God intends us to do. So this kind of reminded me of a story in John 21. It was with Peter. And I know that after Jesus was arrested and taken, Peter was... Jesus's best friend and Peter denied Jesus three times and I can't even imagine what Peter felt like guilt shame isolation everything like his best friend the Messiah he denied not one not two but three times and just the story in this chapter shows the goodness and the mercy of God the fact that Jesus went up to Peter. He met him where he was at. 
he didn't say, hey, Peter, come here, meet me at this spot, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it, and we'll see if it goes well, might throw a few punches, like, get it all out, and then maybe if I decide to, we'll let you back into my kingdom. No. Jesus was like, I'm going to go see my boy Peter, and I am just going to ask him, do you still love me? And I can't even imagine what was going through Peter's mind at this point. Like, he was like, Jesus, I just betrayed you. I just betrayed you. And you're asking if I still love you? I should be asking you if you still love me. But no, he, Jesus said, do you still love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus asked a second time, do you still love me? He said again, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he asked the third time, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will out, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you want to go. And saying this to him, he said, follow me. They didn't have to have a two-hour little petty conversation being like, well, you did this. No, well, you did this. Or lying about it. No, he just said, hey, do you love me? Got my confirmation three times. All right. Follow me. Let's go. That's exactly what Jesus wants to do with us. And I feel like Satan enjoys like he loves to make us feel like God is going to be like so mad at us and just we're going to have to come up with all these excuses and make up all these lies that maybe we would have to do in like a worldly situation but God already knows your heart if you're coming back to him with just wholeheartedness seeking him he's going to take that from you and he's going to be like yes I'm so glad you're back. Let's just let's just go from here. Let's not even let's not even think about what happened. Let's just create some let's create some boundaries, create some discipline, some self-discipline. So this doesn't happen again and we'll just go again. But if it does happen again, like I will still forgive you. Like that is the love and the mercy that he shows to us that I always pray like I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it if I messed up this many times in a worldly relationship, it would be done. Like, it would definitely be done. Like, if I hurt a person this many times, committed this many crimes against them, like, the relationship would be gone. And it's because Jesus is unfathomable to us. So, my second point is, stop looking at who you once were and wanting them back. So, for me, that was my freshman self. Freshman year, I was on fire for the Lord, and I had not been that on fire since because I was preaching to my friends, I was constantly inviting them to church, whether they said no or not. And I was just, I mean, I knew the Bible, I was reading every day, I was oh, I was always at church, so I would always look at my past self and be like, Man. I wish I was hurt. And you could see my prayer. I was literally saying, I wish I was hurt again. Whenever that was just me. It was just a God pursuing me. 
Like, that's all the difference was. But something that I want to bring to your attention is let Jesus make you better than who you once were. I don't want to be my freshman self again. I'm past that. I want God to take me where he wants me to be because we don't need to make ourselves, our past selves, another person, a pastor, our standard. We need to make Jesus our standard because Jesus is only the perfect. He's the only perfect living being that we are able to take example from that has no contradictions. He never stops loving us. He is so consistent. He has the best track record in history of human history. Like this man is who I want to be like. I mean, no matter how much I love Sadie Robertson, she's not my goal. I don't pray, hey, Lord, make me just like Sadie Robertson. It's no, hey, Lord, make me like you. I want my heart to break for what breaks yours. I want to bear the fruit of the Spirit. I want love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Like, I want all those things. The second point is look at the why of the situation. So just looking at it from a logical standpoint, why did you stop reading the Bible? What got in the way? How can you fix that? What are some steps that you can take to make this not happen again or make it very frequent like don't let yourself get into a stuck season two weeks out of every month and then like why do I love him so for me like one of my favorite favorite sayings I heard from one of my best friends that she had learned from her mentor was keep falling in love with Jesus every day fall in love with Jesus find a reason to fall in love with him and cling to that. And I feel like that is what motivates me most to get out of a suck season. I'm like, okay, this is why I love him. This is what he's done. This is what he is to do. Let's go like crazy, like athlete, like let's go. Yeah. Kind of like that. So remember why you fell in love with him and just keep doing it again. The third point is release the shame and start over. Just as Peter and Jesus, like Jesus told Peter on the hill, like, follow me. It wasn't, go clean yourself up, go pray a little bit. Oh, um, you should probably take a break off of church because like, mm, you should probably feel a little bit bad about yourself. Nobody wants to see you. No, it was just, come follow me. Let's go. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He releases the shame because shame is not of him. And he just starts over. Stop setting unrealistic expectations for yourself too. Oh my goodness, this was one of my biggest things. I would get, that's what happened in the first prayer. I thought that I was just going to get straight back into it the next day, be just like my freshman self that I wish I was, and it didn't happen, and that's a disappointment. And that is what I was like, then why even try? Honestly, like, whenever you get disappointed by maybe your mom or dad or best friend and they say they're going to do something and they don't. And then you're like, okay, so I'm not going to ask anything of them anymore. Like, I mean, what's the point? Like, that's, that's exactly what I felt. So just be like, okay, tomorrow, like I'm going to make an appointment with Jesus and I am going 
Just stick to it. And I'm going to get up and I'm going to pray. I don't have to have this hour-long session that maybe is unrealistic for my time schedule and then make me feel bad about myself. Like, no, I'm going to give Jesus 20 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, and I'm going to sit in his presence. I'm going to talk to him. And I may not be in the same mental state right after I pray that I was whenever I was at my peak fire point for Jesus. And that's okay. Like, I will get there. But I know that Jesus isn't holding anything against me. Just letting Jesus be your expectation. Let heart change be your expectation. And accept the process. Acknowledge and create a plan, just like I said. So that is kind of what was fresh on my heart after this. Like, after, just before I wrote this message, or before God had wrote this message in me and then I just used the pen and kind of scribbled out his words but whenever I was writing this message this was a time that I had just been through I mean I know that the prayers that I had read was from September and November and I truly believe that God maybe hid the past journal from me so that he would be able to speak through this and through those prayers and those are honest vulnerable prayers y'all like those are my prayers that I never thought anyone would ever see but it was the fact that God showed me them again to be able to relate on a personal level like I'm pretty sure we've all prayed prayers like that and it's the fact that we need to rise up and we need to unite and we need to create a plan fall in love with Jesus every day Be the doers of faith, not just the speakers, not just the sweet talkers that are all talk, no do. Like, no, we are going to be the doers of faith and we are going to release the shame. We're going to allow Jesus to break the shackles of shame and guilt. And we are going to get out of that stuck season and pursue the Lord wholeheartedly. And before this message, I had been in that stuck season. I knew what it felt like. And these were the top tips, basically, (laughs) on how I got out of it. So I really hope that this helped y'all. I really hope that y'all love this episode. And I'm just so excited to keep producing content for y'all. Like, oh, you don't even know. But um, just thank you for everyone that's listening. Like, my heart is with y'all. I care so deeply about y'all like so deeply and I just I can't wait to see where God takes us see where God takes me see where God takes you as always my dms are always open for talking and just for any prayer requests know that I am praying over you and I do love you and Jesus loves you even more so thank you so much for listening to this episode And I just hope you have a beautiful and wonderful day. Bye, guys.